This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. For the first time in more than a century, the general public was today given access to the scenic wonders of the famous Malibu Ranch when the last link in the Roosevelt Highway, extending from Canada to Mexico, was formally opened and dedicated by Governor Young. This was the lead in a Los Angeles Times story written by reporter Burton L. Smith, published on June 29, 1929. This optimistic paragraph, documenting the progress of America's burgeoning interstate highway system, was written just four short months before the Black Tuesday stock market crash, which plunged the nation into a near-decade-long depression. In the 1930s, as the enactment of Keynesian New Deal economic policies by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, cousin of the Roosevelt Highway's namesake Theodore, helped pull the nation back toward prosperity, the coastal drive that seduced motorists with its picturesque ocean views would become iconic in the Golden State under its regional name, the Pacific Coast Highway, or PCH. In 1948, in the Orange County town of Corona del Mar, Mr. and Mrs. John and Audrey McIntosh, both Marine Corps veterans who had met while serving at the El Toro Air Base during World War II, purchased a restaurant called The Snack Shop alongside the Pacific Coast Highway. The Snack Shop's accessible diner concept quickly expanded to multiple locations throughout the Southland, becoming renowned for its bakery, especially its pies, and the male Macintosh was credited with the success, as one periodical dubbed the Scottish-American restaurateur the Canny Scott with the Golden Touch. In the 1960s, the company rebranded with a punchy, alliterative name that remains to this day. The chain shuffled through different ownership hands over the decades and expanded to a peak of about 150 locations, including some in Japan, though it's contracted down to just a few dozen today. Still, it continues as a breakfast and baked goods-focused chain in the western United States, primarily in the Pacific coastal states linked by the Roosevelt Highway. This week on Doughboys, Cocos. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, alongside my co-host, Gorge of the Jungle, Mitchie Two Spoons, Mike Mitchell. Gorge of the Jungle. That was courtesy of Steve Barris at Barris Wheel. Hey, if you have an insult you'd like me to use on Mitch at the top of the show, roastspoonman at gmail.com is the address. Mitch, Great 1950s burn on me. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Brendan Fraser movie. All right, sure. Okay, That was fine. fairly recent. That's yeah, a lot of fun. Fairly recent? <laughs> like That's within like the past 20 years. 20 years old, at least. <laughs> I remember watching it and having a great time when I was younger. Mitch, big news this episode. Mm-hmm. It's April. Yep. The tournament is done, uh-huh. thankfully. Uh, as we Yes, thank God. As we both know, the winner was... Dominoes. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, congrats to Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the the big news beyond the tournament winner, the champion mm-hmm. being crowned at the end of Munch Madness, the slice is right. Is that we are now on the Headgum Network? That's right. A big move for us. Yeah. But we think this is no April Fools. No, this is no. You, just because it's coming early on in April, don't mis, don't mistake this for some sort of April Fools gag. Mm-mm. 
This is for this is for real. Yep. And us saying this is for real is not part of a more elaborate April Fool's yeah, gag. Right. gag. It's like it's this is really real. This is, we did it. We did it. We're on Headgum now. Uh, we're very excited to be here. Lots yeah. of great shows on this network. We like all the people over there. They're very nice. Very very so. awesome. So we think this is a, the right move for us. Yep. Yes. That's I agree. Yeah, we're happy about it. We're happy. You know, hey, we're happy. We're happy. <laughs> Things are kind of working out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Headgum will have a nice podcast for a year, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> not probably not two years. We'll be a part of the family for well, we, a year. I mean, we signed a year deal, so we'll, uh, uh, at minimum one year. How <laughs> uh, to Mitchie Two Spoons Nation? And here is a drop. I was getting it ready. I apologize to you and our guest because I was looking through my phone. Uh, and this guy's pretty good. So here we go. It's coming. What's your favorite fruit, Nick? Mmm. That's a good question. I think I might say a really good peach. Yeah, peaches, got it. You know, I can uh, eat a peach for hours. If I had my little way, I'd eat peaches every day. Peachy. I didn't know that it was going to be what it was. You could start, you could, I mean, you could always screen these. <laughs> you could always listen to them in advance instead of scrambling this guy's through good. your inbox. It's Robert Persinger who always gives us one. I will say it's a very comprehensive rundown of all the references to Peach in Ro- popular culture. Robert Persinger, hope you, and he just said, a great new drop. Hope okay. You, hope you and the cats are doing well. I made a drop. Hope you like it. Uh, now, Mitch, you know, we have. And then a- it was a fucked up drop about <laughs> Peach. It was fine. Uh, Mitch, we have a, a an excellent guest here today. But before we we introduce her, um, so mm-hmm. we have she's, we set up. She's still she's here. sitting there very patiently. She hasn't left yet. Uh, Hi guys, I'm here. <laughs> I've been I've been. There's been so many things I've wanted to say, but I haven't. You're gonna you're gonna edit this out, right? No, we'll keep this. Okay. Hey, you guys. Talk to you in a bit. <laughs> um, we set up this uh, we set up this hotline. 830-GO-DOW, our friend Van Roby Show set it up for us, and we got a couple of interesting voicemails on that hotline recently that caught me off guard. Uh, I'm just going to play them for us. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, Mitchie Two Spoons and Nikki Double Reed. This is John Hodgman calling you from a car in Brooklyn, New York, where I live. You may recall I was on your program when we all ate Arby's together. I just i am very excited about the audio feedback. So I decided to give you a ring just to give you some feedback, which is that the show has been making me very happy lately. Thank you for being inside my ears. You know, when I talk to people uh, about the show, if they haven't heard it and I describe it, they almost universally say, no, thank you. But then I say, no, no, it's not about the food. The food is universally garbage trash food that no one should be eating. I'm still reeling from the fact that you guys uh, wanted to give more than one fork to Arby's. Uh, it made me realize just, you know, what a, what a, what a low bar you're grading on such a curve, such a low curve that it's basically a flat line. Um, but it's not about the food. It's about the relationship between Mitch and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Nick Weiger. It took me a minute to remember his name. Uh, I, I call him double read, uh, the, the, the lovely interplay two of you, the friendship, and then the the little moments of anger that, that flash up between you and then, and then the, the reunion. 
uh, of your friendship that happens every week. I enjoy it. I, I, I would say, honestly, the moment, look, I'm not keeping it short. I'm going to tell you right now, the moment that I laughed <laughs> the hardest in 2018, and, uh, and it's, it's early in the year, but I, I'm, I bet you it's going to be the, the hardest for the year was when Mitch said to Weiger, I wish there were a button I could push that would send you straight to hell. I'm, la- I'm laughing about it again. That was a great, great moment. But I'm going to tell you, for all of the, the enjoyment I take in you guys talking to each other, uh, the, 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 uh, the, ch- the Champions episode between uh, Papa John's and Little Caesar. Okay, it's Hodgman again. Your, your voicemail hung up on me when I was criticizing you for going too long uh, in your process argument about giving uh, directions to Weiger to uh, Little Caesars. And you know, then you hung up on me for going too long. This is the irony that I think marks this as one of the great podcasts, one of the most, more subtle comedic podcasts of all time. Um, so that's... I'm, and I just wanted that just a little comment that I think you went too far in that case into into scenes, um, but I only use this as an excuse to call you guys and tell you uh, how much I adore you both and I adore you, the show. And uh, you owe me uh, you owe me a Wiener Schnitzel. Hubel stole that from me, and I haven't forgotten it. Hope to see you guys soon, and I'll I'll have you in my ears even sooner. Goodbye. I have to hang up because I'm going to run over a pedestrian. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not really going to run over a pedestrian. Don't don't I. It's all hands-free. Goodbye. <laughs> what a great guy. That was very nice, Sam. A great man. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, we should just shut down the voicemail uh, after that, right? Audio <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah, probably. Close it up. Uh, a man so smart and so funny shouldn't be listening to us. I, <laughs> I agree. I, I mean, he's trying to get dumber. That's what, yeah, that's, right. what that's what he's doing. Well, that, it's going to work. Hey, Mitch, let's introduce yeah, our speaking guest. Speaking of smart and funny. Uh, she's the host of the podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Her new book, Tropical Attire Encouraged and Other Phrases That Scare Me, is available April 10th. Allison Rosen is here. Hi, Allison. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Is John Hodgman just a voracious listener of podcasts? Because just this week, uh, I heard of someone else who hosts a podcast who said that he gets an email from John Hodgman every week saying like what he liked and... I think just what he liked about the episode. I don't mean to take anything away from you guys. No, no way. <laughs> as in the course right. of saying that, I realized like, oh, reel it in, reel it in. Um, I think he likes one you guys one. the best. It's just you two. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that 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 that's that seems to make sense. I mean, I think there are a lot of people. But I mean, I don't hear anything from John Hodgman regarding my podcast that <laughs> right. I put out. Regularly put out podcast offerings. Yeah, Hodgman, we know you're listening to this. Give Rosen a listen. Yeah, hey, send her Hello. a nice voicemail. I'm over here. <laughs> Unless it bums you out of your uh, us out of your listens, then continue to. Uh, sorry, right. sorry. Don't right. <gasps> don't substitute her podcast for our podcast. But if you have room for another podcast, add that one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bump out that other the other podcast. Yeah, you were Ken talking about. Reed, TV guidance counselor. Say goodbye to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Allison, thank you so much for being here. So I know you're from Orange County original, originally, a, another SoCal native, just like yes. me. Um, so what I'm curious about, and, and oh we're going to talk. The bonding has begun. What, the bond- what? We what? just got back from Coco's. I know. So the bonding has is already- like, yeah, we I are. Did not, I did not join you guys at Coco's. We're a bonded pair. Yeah, right. We're like a. Are Wally and Irma bonded? Because we're like them. <laughs> you guys aren't like Wally and Irma. <laughs> what do you mean? Weiger can never be compared to Wally. Or oh, okay. okay, that's your issue. That's <laughs> yes. your issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. You can't compare me to your beloved cat named after what? Your hometown? What is Wally? Wally is named after Wollaston, which is the area of Quincy I'm from. 
Uh, so like an adjacent town to, or no, the specific neighborhood in Quincy. The neighborhood in Quincy I'm from. You're getting on me for talking about Southern California. Yeah. You have a cat named after your neighborhood. That's right. What's well, Irma named after? Irma, my sister used to do a funny old lady character when she was younger, and it was called Irma, and so I named it after that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's a fun detail. My sister's funny. Funnier than me and Wagger combined. <laughs> Let's get her on the show. Uh, I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> uh, but being from Orange County, you know, a lot of great eats out here in SoCal. What were, outside of the chain we're going to discuss and review in depth later, what was your... You, what were your preferred chains growing up? What were your kind of go-to restaurants? As a teenager, when I began driving, for some reason we went to... Oh, I know. So we went to Chili's a lot. Oh, yeah. And okay. I actually know why we went to Chili's. Because like the coolest party I ever went to, it was in Redlands, and I was 16 or 17, and I met this guy named Dave who had a last name that rhymed with my first name. And I'm not going to say it, even though it's not that hard to figure out, and I don't think anyone would ever find him. But anyway, he was 23. Yeah. And I had like a years-long crush on him because he had paid attention to me for 45 minutes at a party. His friend worked at the Chili's in Orange County. So my friends and I began frequenting that Chili's. It wasn't for the food. (laughs) It was for the waiter. Right. Um. So I liked Chili's. Uh, I feel. Are you familiar with Ceci Bon? No. It's French. Okay. Mm-hmm. As was, not, I was going to guess French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was like a little, almost like a little French deli. There's okay. a couple of them down there. We would go there. Um, oh, El Torito Grill. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a big. That's El a big Torito one. Even though that was that is that an east was that an east coast one? Not I don't really, know. Right? I, I, I mean, west coast. I think the El Toritos are more widespread. The El Torito mm-hmm. Grill is the slightly classier mm-hmm. version. Yeah, um, upscale El Torito. Right. Yeah. I, I, I have a story like yours about the chili, except. It wasn't about. It was about the food at Chili's. <laughs> Which item? Uh, uh, hmm. You know, I was a big uh, for, with Chili's. I always loved the buffalo. The I mean, I was joking, but I always did love the the buffalo finger, the little buffalo bites at Chili's. Right. And in college, we'd go to Chili's, and they had like dollar margar- frozen margaritas, which mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then baby back ribs, I imagine. You know what? I never really did the baby back ribs. Really? I did. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't. We talked about this before when right. we went there. The, the, I don't oh, know. right. You know what? That was way back in our very first, first episode. episode yeah. Anderson, They're yeah. not, they weren't that great. Yeah. I, yeah. You, so you never wanted your baby back, baby back, baby back. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wanted to, you wanted to sing that. the song? Yeah, I did. I was excited. <laughs> it's a great jingle. All right. I won't take that from you. Fine. You should get to sing the song. We also went to Denny's a fair amount oh, in yeah. the, the middle of the night. Ooh, Not okay. middle of the night, but end of the night. I know what you mean. I, yeah. I, you, you bringing up just driving, first of all, it's so great when you're. What a great time in your life when you become a teenager. Mm-hmm. You can drive the car you don't around. Depend on your parents anymore to get around. Although I think nowadays there's teenagers can use Uber and Lyft. Right. So oh yeah, they that changes everything. Yeah, they don't care as mu- maybe they don't care as much. Yeah, that's I read. A good point. Yeah, I read something that people were that like some Uber and Lyft drivers were upset about liability because some parents will like put their kid in a Lyft or an Uber by themselves just to like mm-hmm. shuttle them somewhere. That's then, interesting. Yeah, which is just so weird to be like, "Hey, I'm just going to give my kid to this strange oh, adult yeah. and have them take like go to the, you know, take them over to their friend's house cuz I I can't drive them over there or whatever, take them to school." Yeah, you know what? If I was a kidnapper, 
I'd be signing up for Uber right now. Mm, right. Could kidnap away. I guess you would get in trouble. <laughs> I feel like there's... Eventually. But yeah. you'd have some good... You'd have like a real you'd honeymoon just, period you a real good it. kidnapping yeah. streak going. Uber doesn't seem to have a very stringent screening process. I mean, I think yeah. that's part of their issue as a company. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, choose them then. Right. <laughs> if, this is, if this is your plan. Right. To whoever uh, kidnappers... How many... I don't know how many kidnappers we have listening. Probably in the 200s. <laughs> <laughs> What, you don't think that there's any kidnappers listening, Nick? I don't, I don't want to encourage and engage I'm, with our kidnapping this audience. This is a joke, you <laughs> sick fucker. I know you're joking. If I were a kidnapper, mm-hmm. I would enjoy chain restaurants. Sure. More than like a mom and pop sort of, they're going to know me here kind of thing. Yeah, you, you can kind of be a little bit you more anonymous. blend into the crowd. Yeah. And also, you know, you're probably going across the country, probably trying to uh, flee the authorities. And you might appreciate the consistency. Exactly. Because when you're a kidnapper, every day is new, but the consistency of a chain restaurant is comforting. Yeah. Thank you, Alice. Someone who can talk about kidnapping, <laughs> and now you open up about it, Nick, and now you got a lot of thoughts about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't have a lot of thoughts about kidnapping. Seems like you have a lot. <laughs> Seems Wait like you a got minute. a lot of thoughts. Don't turn this around on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that yes. one of the one of, it, it, just a great time in your life. You can go through, you can go through drive-throughs. Right. You can hang out with it's great. It's great. You hang out with your friends. You get some fast food. You get drive-through, and then I do think that, like you were saying, Denny's. I remember on the East Coast, like Bickford's, or even maybe IHOP, because they're the, yeah. But we're like any kind of diner or breakfast place, which mm-hmm. ties into what we're talking about today. But th- those were always. Those are big places for kids in high school, I feel like. Right, because you're looking... We we went to coffee houses a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, you're looking for some place to go to hang out. Yeah. So it's yeah. always like a diner or a coffee house. Uh-huh. Coffee yeah. house, diner. Yeah, those are great. Great times. I was, I was never much of a coffee house guy, but I was a big diner guy. I mean, like, you know... I really did... Like you were saying, Denny's was, uh, was a big one. Um, uh, Coco's, which we're reviewing today, was, was one we'd go to... Uh, Bob's Big Boy and then Baker's Square, which I think is folded, but mm. used to be a, a kind of a very very analogous to these these other chains, and also Caro's, which we we reviewed very early on and was yes was one bad. of the worst chains we've ever been to. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any Caro's down by where I grew up in Orange County. Right, I think of that as more of like on a road trip I encounter them. There's another just as a specific reference that I now can't make because I forget the name, but there is a. a I think it's a 24-hour diner, and there's one in Dana Point and Sunset Beach. This is just SoCal. So for the kidnappers who are based in SoCal, they might know it. <laughs> right. Do you know, Nick? What no, I, I don't. Something, something House. It was near the water. It was okay. actually surprisingly good. Someone is yelling at at the their uh, speakers right now. They yeah. know the name. There's there's yeah, there's one one person. Though. There's got to be someone who <laughs> right. knows this. Hey, you know what? Yell at us in our at mentions. Uh, hashtag SoCal Mystery Diner. Mm-hmm. Let us know which one it was. And also hashtag I am a kidnapper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If you're using that one, at the FBI as well, so they can bust your ass. <laughs> Agreed. We can both agree on that. So uh, I wanted to get caught. <laughs> That's why I hashtagged it on Doughboys. So yeah, what is, like, what is it about a diner? Because that's the thing I feel like I used to. I, I you're right that they're they're open late and it's a place you can kind of hang out, which is which is a big thing. But also like I'm a big breakfast guy, so that was kind of the appeal for me. Is I feel like a diner you can get breakfast anytime, which I love. I feel like every restaurant should have breakfast anytime because it's just such a great feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, that's uh, the appeal to you pretty much was just like it's kind of like a hang. It's kind of like an informal spot. Yeah, like after a night. Well, then when I was older, like after a night of drinking, sure, or mm-hmm. after the bars close or whatever, and then it's like, well, what no 
one wanted to go home. So right. I could go hang out at a diner. I also like the breakfast at night thing, though. More than breakfast at breakfast. Yeah. I actually... I, go for it. I agree with that in many ways. I never like breakfast at like... Well, I think we have to define... What is the breakfasting hour? Nick, you like... You like breakfast, and you probably like like six a.m. breakfast. Well, hold on, I don't eat. I don't, That's not, not crazy. That early. But I, I do. I you do. were up. You were up today at six a.m. Yeah, I woke up at six a.m. today. Do is and I did a six thirty yoga class. But I didn't have bre- like I would normally have breakfast. If I am eating breakfast, it's probably about an hour after I wake up. Are there people in the six thirty yoga class? There were like four people. <laughs> Jesus. But what can you describe these people? Uh, I mean, I was the one guy. So, but I mean, it was they, they were you know they were in. Uh, Exercise enthusiasts, people with trying to get a, a nice start to their day. Maybe you know you get get the blood bumping before you go out and, and work a shift. It's a it's a thing people do. People go to I, early I, exercise I, I classes. I believe it. I believe that they do. But uh, but uh, no, I I am actually doing intermittent fasting right now. So this was a deviation from my normal routine, which is that I don't have. I have basically a, uh, this is something I, I picked up from hey from hello a fellow Headgum podcast, the dumbbells. That's right. The idea of having an eating window from uh, an eight hour eating window and then sixteen hours of not eating. So I was mm-hmm. I've been basically doing a twelve to eight p.m. Uh, eating window and then the rest time fasting today we we had a little bit earlier had a breakfast but yeah I, I i think i agree with you that because the the a big american breakfast is so so good but so heavy and like that's a very heavy start to your day that i think if i am going to do the like the eggs and the bacon and the pancakes and the hash browns and all that rigmarole i think i'd rather have that as a later meal than versus mm-hmm. having that at like 8 a.m you know what i mean yeah because i feel like if you eat all that at 8 a.m then you have to just spend the rest of the day watching tv right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> possibly running to the bathroom can i take us on a, just a quick <laughs> quick tangent about headgum i really like those guys and i like yes. the headgum podcast are you gonna try to talk, talk us out of it no 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 not at all because <laughs> it's too late <laughs> <laughs> but i was on a, po- a headgum podcast recently mm-hmm. that recorded at their headquarters. You have to like hoist yourself up the side of a building to get that in. Is true. What is up with their lack of steps? Mm. It's a ladder. You know what? We'll, we're going to get this solved. <laughs> right, Nick? Yeah. This is Did our, you have a similar thought? You probably oh, yeah. didn't. I'm very uncoordinated. So there's when a, I there's say, a I mean, ladder, like, basically. Yes. I think right. there might be another way. I think there is there's another way be, in. Right. Yeah. Just because of mm-hmm. accessibility issues. I'm sure yeah. there's a a back way there that, is a back way in but yeah I, I always went through the ladder which i thought was kind of fun it is it is fun and cool and hip but also i'm like i could imagine falling right not I felt ADA like a, compliant for I, sure. felt, I felt like a firefighter for a moment it does one, make you feel that way a one that would f- fail the physical test i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we, i mean we record at mitch's place so there's no real you got three steps to, to navigate. That's about it. Those can be tricky. Yeah. I mean, if it's late at night, you should get, I think your porch light situation could improve. What the hell? It's a little dim out there after hours. What do you mean it's a little dim out there? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to trip on trip going down the stairs sometimes if we record late that's at night. That's your own fault. And I hope it happens. I hope you have an exorcist fall down my stairs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if I, if I die on your property, I think you're going to be liable. Mm. Mm. Guess what? I don't own this place. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Um, do you, Mitch, like, what is your, th- this is what I'm curious about because this is a, such a breakfast focused chain and, and mm-hmm. that we're reviewing today. What is your, Mitch, what is your breakfast of choice? Like if you are going to get the big breakfast, I know mm. we, we all seem to like something a little bit lighter in the morning, but what is like your big breakfast of choice? Huh. I mean, if you're going all out, it will mm. be like eggs and bacon and like you were saying, and like a thing of pancake, like a right. short stack. That's like the crazy that's as crazy as I'll get, though. Yeah, and that's like never happens. 
Right. That's like I'm drunk or I don't know what what's going on. But uh, you get any potatoes with that uh, with that order? So my so normally what I would like my like I feel like a regular break like a, when I go out to eat or whatever. One I love eggs Benedict, mm-hmm. so I'll try to get eggs Benedict a bunch. And I also like if a place like if they send you the eggs and the eggs are the they are over boy they they're they're the soft boil because it's soft or, or poached egg poached rather. egg yeah. But then if it's hard if they've overcooked it. I I get very upset. Yeah, that yolk is just solid. If the yolk is solid, you gotta if you're giving if you're gonna have eggs Benedict on the menu, you gotta you gotta have the you soft need the runny yolk. yolk. You need the runny yolk, or it's or what? Then what is it? You know what I mean? So, eggs Benedict is is big, and then sometimes I'll do an omelet or something. You know what I do, which is terribly unhealthy. Uh huh. But I would do. I used to do like a ham, ham onion and cheese, and then I went to a bacon onion and cheese. Mm. But that's too much bacon. It's so much bacon if they put it in an omelet. So, but anyways, my normal thing is just like two eggs over easy, right? Bacon and toast, and maybe some home fries, depending. That's, that's, that's a good uh, good standard order. Allison, how about yourself? It's interesting. I have um, I'm fairly disconnected from the foods that I actually enjoy eating. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and what Mitch was saying is reminding me that I used to love egg, eggs Benedict. Oh wow, okay. that was like if it's so good. If we ever took a trip as a family when I was a little girl, eggs Benedict is something I would definitely order. I haven't had it. I think I had a bite of my husband's in the last many years. Um, my go-to breakfast. I'm not a big breakfast eater, but my go-to breakfast would be like egg white omelet with something mm-hmm. healthy in there. I'm always trying to eat healthy. So that's that's why I'm saying this is like a reminder of like, oh, food yeah. that is delicious to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been so long. Right. Um so uh yeah, egg, something egg white based or mm-hmm. a salad. Although, although oh, I'm a big breakfast salad, eh? <laughs> sometimes that can work out. Yeah. But if I'm somewhere and there's like a surprise bread basket with mm. pastries in it or something, right. like that's never sanctioned, but I definitely will want to dive into that. And in fact, my husband and I went to um, Paris a couple years ago. Wow. And yeah, we're fancy. I mean, <laughs> we, we were for those six days at least sure. until I got horribly sick and couldn't eat anything. But before that... Uh, what the heck? What happened? I don't know if it was just like a, some kind of traveler's disease or if I, I actually it it followed eating some cheese at this. Cute I was going to joke that it was some sort of. I think of bad it was French the cheese. cheese. Yeah, right. I mean, I think it was good French cheese that just didn't agree with my bad American stomach. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I was I was violently ill and I lost my appetite to such a degree that I actually thought like, oh, food will never be an issue for me anymore. Like I'm just done. I'm done with food. I've never had that happen before. And of course my appetite came back because I'm a human being. But anyway, there was this (laughs) bread basket that they would deliver in the morning that was so good that I, (laughs) we put it in the safe in the room because I didn't want them to take it that night. (laughs) But then when I got really sick, it be, when I got really sick, the idea of, I felt, I felt like I could smell it. And yeah. like, we have to get that out of our room. We have to get it. <laughs> we had to go into the safe and remove all the bread stuffs. I, w- I would like it if, uh, if robbers broke in your room and then <laughs> broke into the safe and found and like, a basket of just, bread. There's so much jam. <laughs> it feels like something you'd hear about like Howard Hughes like late in life. Yeah, he was keeping bread in a safe. <laughs> Lost his mind. It was bread and pastries. Right. Just all sorts of, all mm. sorts of delectable things and butter and jam i i lo- like that's the thing is just 
when you get that big variety of and it'll ha- at a nice restaurant you'll get like just all these different breads and you have like this this you're almost paralyzed by choice because there's so many mm-hmm. options and then you end up having like six pieces of bread because mm-hmm. they're all different and they're all good that is such that is such an amazing restaurant experience when you when you stumble into that i was in paris for under 6 hours i was there for like i like uh, I, w- I was there shoot helping shoot something and i literally like just drove to the eiffel tower and then shot the bit and then had lunch and then and then left so i never got to i never got to see it ever but it seems like a cool how was your place. lunch during your six hours there they tried to give me a bad piece of cheese and i <laughs> i smart. denied them yeah. smart because you had to work <laughs> but speaking of bread you know yeah. what bread i feel like is overrated and this just came up on my podcast that i think cheesecake is overrated and i'll never hear the end of it now Ooh. but i'm not i'm Ooh. sorry oh boy. Oh boy. i'm sorry i just i i'm tired of apologizing <laughs> um i feel like olive bread Everyone gets excited about it, not this gal. Yeah, I think that's a that that's certainly less of a searing hot take mm-hmm. uh, versus the your your uh, your anti cheesecake uh, uh, agenda. But I think oh, the, I know that I could I could be booked on uh, on like CNN for that. Right, one. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hot take. <laughs> but the but yeah, I agree with you. The olive bread is is I mean it looks better than it is. I think a lot of that's times that's what it looks, I think. Yeah, it looks more appealing than it ends up. Tasting. I get that. I like it sometimes, but it's, it's so it can be very salty. It's mm-hmm. my issue. Sure, too much salt going on. I just am. Anytime there's like, oh, this is something. Anytime there's an element on bread that's like been sitting at room temp for too long, mm-hmm. I know that it's like totally fine and it's been baked and it's compl- and it's you know there's no, there's no microbial. Uh, chance of any sort of bacterial infection or anything like that, but I always kind of like have that sort of feeling of like, oh, this is Jesus. like the equivalent of a sandwich that's been sitting Speaking out. Speaking of you know Howard I mean? Hughes. I was just thinking, okay, on a scale of one to four yeah. Purell bottles, yes. how much of a germaphobe are you? Oh, I think I'm just like a two. I'm not crazy about how much, it. How much Purell do you squirt on your olive bread is my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not crazy about germs, but there, I think there there are things where I, I am very worried about food spoiling. Mm. I guess that that's maybe a thing that I'm maybe a little bit more uh, paranoid about than I should be. Yeah, but my my dad. I've talked about this on the podcast, but he he like was such a guy who would try to like. If there was mold on the bread, he'd throw the piece of the bread away, like the one piece that was bad, right. Which meant that there was going to be mold on the other pieces, like within the de- the next day or so. Yeah, but he 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 and and I bit into like moldy sandwiches more times than I can remember. Like oh boy, I know it was bad. Yeah, and I, I, I so I I am like that too, Iger now, where I never want that experience ever again. So I will. What does it taste like? Bad. It tastes. It t- oh god. Like I remember in like middle school, like eating a sandwich and being like, "What's wrong with this?" And then like opening it and seeing mold. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a. I got actually through. I, I had a. I ended up throwing out a perfectly good sandwich once because I thought it was mold, but it was actually like a little bit of flour that had been dusted on it for presentational purposes. What wasted on you? Yeah, yeah what the hell? I, I looked at it and I saw there was. Look, I was a kid, and there was like some sort of you know. It, there was like a dusting of flour on top of the crust, and so I, I was gonna bite it into my sandwich, and I thought it had like white mold on it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to eat this," so I got mm. rid of it. But then I later, I will say, flour, fl- white mold—that's the tricky one because it, mm-hmm. it, it, right. fl- it does look like flour. I'll yeah. give it to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? We need to change the color of flour. Make it red. <laughs> yes. Then flour- it can only be confused with like paprika. Yeah. Right. Which fl- is fine. 
<laughs> Paprika is fine. Yeah. You'd be fine with Yeah. See, there you go. Make flour red. <laughs> Breads will be more fun. We'll get that movement started. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, outside of outside of diner culture and outside of OC, uh, you're a big podcaster. You're, you're, you're a writer. What, like, like I see you got a bottle of water while you're doing this podcast. What are your good observation? (laughs) Thank you, Mitch. (laughs) But it's, thank you for calling it water. Right. It's actually, it's this refresh wild cherry sparkling water beverage that looks healthy, but it's very, very artificially flavored and artificially sweetened. Mm. Um, I'm, I, right. I really, this has been a real point of contention in my life, especially lately. I don't like water. Mm. Wow. You I, that flavor. way I'm not human. Right. I want, I want to like come, I want to like, here's the thing. I do like water when I like really am thir- like e- extremely thirsty, but I'm with you. And I, 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 it's, I'm afraid of saying it because people make, people make fun of people who say they don't like water. Do they? And th- th- <laughs> they, they really, they really, they really, they really do. They, they, they don't really understand. Do. And, and, and. I look. I don't hate. I don't. I like water, but see, even, I'm scared now to even say this. But like, come out. It's. I. I want. To, I'm trying to. It's just. It's. It's hard because people are. I. I, I was. I was saying this to Nick the other day because I'll drink like, like sparkling water, and I was saying like, uh, oh, it like never quenches my thirst. Uh, right. Right. We, we talked about this a little bit. Well, I think it does, but it, it maybe doesn't have the. I think it. I think what it's doing physiologically in your body, like it has the same hydration power as flat uh-huh. water, but it doesn't necessarily feel like that way in your mouth. Yeah, your the mouth feel is different. And then so with regular water, I'm just like it's just so boring. And then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll try my best. I'll do have best intentions. I'll have a big glass of water, try to drink a bunch of it a day, and it, I'll just, it will just sit there. I can't get myself to do it. Yes, I, I can't get excited about it either. Mm. I've sent. I spent like a whole day. Just trying to drink water, and if, if I failed, that means I did nothing. But do you feel nothing. like you're properly hydrated? Because while I don't mm. drink that much water, I feel like I'm perhaps overhydrated. Sure. And I know mm. I, how gross. You probably don't get very gross on this podcast. No, oh, oh, we no, get we gross as hell. Okay, good. <laughs> I know this because I had a baby, and every uh-huh. time you would go in um, for every checkup, you'd have to give them a urine specimen so i've peed in so many cups and they have you put it on this tray that has it almost looks like the worst kind of like past hors d'oeuvre or something Mm -hmm. it's just this tray with a whole bunch of cups of urine and i'd put mine down and they would all be like different shades of yellow and then mine is like clear Clear, so i'm like i'm very hydrated but given that i drink very little water that means i'm drinking a ton of artificially sweetened beverages Mm. Actually, wait a minute though. While I was pregnant, I gave up all the artificial sweetener. Oh, interesting. So that oh. means that I was that was like the hardest thing I've. It wait was a the minute, biggest you- sacrifice I've ever made for, <laughs> for another person. Um, so I guess I was drinking a fair amount of water, even though I was miserable doing it. I was gonna say, are you secretly pro water, and you're telling this no, story? No, no, <laughs> like a some kind of double agent for water. <laughs> um, no, but I still, I mean, anytime I go in now, I still have to, I just noticed that like, oh, I'm actually very hydrated. Right. Um, I've, oh yes. The point of this was Mitch, given that you don't like water, do you feel like you're still hydrated enough though? I don't know. Probably not 100%. I probably like do. What color is your more. urine? Honey yellow? Uh, <laughs> uh, there are always bees around it. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it can be, it can, it can be, it's, it's rarely clear. I, I need to get it more clear, mm-hmm. but I, I like not. Oh, I don't always feel dehydrated. I usually feel like kind of normal. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I feel like I, I get You're what you... are a big water guy, though. Yeah, I think water might be my favorite beverage. <sighs> I think I like flat... I think flat water is the most satisfying God. thing to drink. Well, I recently... You're so... <laughs> I recently asked on my podcast... Yeah. Because I experienced something that I had never experienced before, which is I was thirsty and I actually craved water. Right. And everyone thought that was hilarious because apparently that's normal. Like, yeah. apparently... Mitch, get this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. most people, when they're thirsty, <laughs> they want water. Other beverages are just sort of recreation. Yeah. That's not how I am. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get that. And, and I, when I'm thirsty, I want, I want, I always want something else is my issue. But that's sure. The, this is the sort what of What is stuff. it that you want? God, I always want, I love Gatorade. Uh, mm. the, the worst thing that it's so bad for you. And I've, I've kind of given it up this year, which I've, yeah. which has been good. It's tough. I mean that, cause that is, it's so satisfying, especially it's also so refreshing mm-hmm. and it's hard to replicate that refreshment from something else. Hey, just for people keeping score at home, yeah. Weiger's favorite drink, flat water, uh-huh. <laughs> favorite ice cream, vanilla. Yes. A flavor. A f- it's not plain. I like vanilla. Vanilla's too. a flavor. Yeah. But and I, I like- mean, I was going to make a joke. It's not worth it. Go oh, ahead. no, no, please, please. I was just saying I like really boring sex. <laughs> Why are they it's just very... Uh, I hope my wife likes, likes that. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Why what color is your uh, urine? Uh, I think you're, I... You're peeing in cups left and right, right? <laughs> now, I have pretty clear urine. I would say I'm very high... I'm probably over... I'm probably similarly overly hydrated because part of it is a nervous tick is that I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like constantly... Uh, I, I used to be. I used to have mints all the time. Now I have mints less, and I'm just kind of sipping on beverages a lot. And I do mm-hmm. do a lot of. I, I mentioned flat water, but I also do a lot of. I've got a Pellegrino in front of me. I mentioned a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, sparkling water as well. How often do robot men piss? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> robot men don't piss. Your oil pan is empty once every week. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and I drink a lot of coffee as well and some iced tea. So yeah, I, I'd say I'm quite well hydrated. And yeah, I, I generally a generally pretty pretty clear urine guy. I was getting, hey, a little behind the scenes thing. Uh huh. I'm in, Mitch, who does nothing, even though this is very little. I'm in charge of the beverages here at the house. That's correct. You're in charge of getting the drinks at your house where we record. For, for the podcast, it's nice. you Yes, fuck. it's nice. It's nice <laughs> Are you that. belittling that, you no. asshole? It's a nice contribution. Uh... He uh, did offer me a beverage right when I walked in. That He's he's very good about that. A beverage is all around for yeah. everybody. And you... you I had to tone it back. Mm. I was getting like lemon flavored sparkling water, and Weiger's like, actually, could you just get played the <laughs> sparkling water? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll get plain sparkling water as well. Well, because, I prefer, yeah. Because the flavor, what? Yeah, gets what you is, too excited? Is lemon just too much? No, I Is per- it going to keep you up to 11 p.m. or something? <laughs> I prefer the I prefer the plain flavor wise, but also to Allison's point earlier, because I, I, I like some of those. I like the, the Pamplemousse LaCroix. I like some of the flavored ones. Mm-hmm. But to what you were saying earlier, like the, I, I'm suspicious of the artificial flavors that are laden in these. Even if it's zero calories, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's still got some sort of chemical it, or something it says no on. artificial flavor doesn't it then the na- whatever the natural flavor, i just don't trust uh-huh. it i feel like i feel like you can't trick your taste buds i feel like yeah. anytime because that's the whole thing they say about diet drinks is that when you have those artificial se- sweeteners 
your body still kind of treats it like sugar, and, and it can, mm-hmm. can lead to the same sort of weight gain problems or the same sort of uh, 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 you know, lack of weight loss, rather, that mm-hmm. happens when people are drinking sugar beverages. Yeah, but so, I don't know if that's the same. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if there's been any scientific study about that with just flavored sparkling water. Like, but that's the thing. It's right, natural. Because it's not because it's so new, but it's also so new, I feel like it could have mm-hmm. the same sort of effect. Like, it sort of primes your brain in some way. But you, pr- you, 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 you definitely don't think that like water with squeezed in lemon in it is going to do that to you, right? Uh, no, because I think what you're getting out of that is just like, I mean, I think you're getting whatever the nutrition is in the the lemon juice itself, mm-hmm. right? I think you're being insane. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I, I'm. I think that you are two Purells regarding Purell, uh-huh. but four Purells <laughs> regarding, like, if we're looking at it figuratively. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I like the Purell scale. Right. <laughs> And, uh, and as far as washing my hands after I use the bathroom, zero Purells. <laughs> I don't do that shit. <laughs> that makes it seem like I have Purell on my sink instead of soap. Right. <laughs> that is always gross to me is, is that when there's Purell in a bathroom. I feel like a lot of like, I feel like there is like a lot of fast food places or something yeah. or like chains that have like a Purell thing. And I'm like, I need fucking soap. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't give me fucking Purell. Yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, get, have some actual stuff. And this is the other thing, and you'll run into this sometimes, and I it doesn't mi- it doesn't bother me as much when I'm at someone's place because mm-hmm. you know whatever they're just they're just stretching the soap to to save a dime or they're maybe out of this out of the soap uh, they're out of refills and they're trying to make this last a little bit. But if you're at a restaurant and they've got or they've got the uh, like the half soap and then it's filled up with water to like re- you know to try to extend the mm-hmm. life of the soap, I'm just like that's not sanitary at all. No, mm-hmm. no, that's not yeah, like, have some legit soap in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, and if they're ever out of soap, oh man, that drives me crazy. Like your yeah, restaurant bathroom has way, soap. Am I correct that the way you found out they were out of soap was by like touching that crusty, pumpy thing? Right, yeah. right. Those pumps are, they are they're crusty gross. and bad. Yeah, they they're, really are. they're disgusting, yeah. I like the auto soap. Man, that's nice when you encounter mm. it. Sort of wave your hand under it. Oh, you like the robot soap. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the hand dryers versus paper towels? Ooh, we're talking uh, about the Dyson Airblade? That's, I, the, that's really like the Cadillac. And Is the right. Cadillac even the Cadillac? But that's like the Cadillac of those that's the only one that works i want a dyson yeah. air body i want i want the i want the body the dyson air body mm, like in the original body blade, blade. yeah they yeah. don't have if imagine if they had that they should have it they Why should not? have it because it would blow you across the room to- towel you know what the towel industry will f- crumble if it happens yeah. oh big towel would S- hate suck it that thing. <laughs> <laughs> to big towel would hate it but hey it would probably hmm, i'm actually i'm thinking about the uh, the electricity used to for a full body dry every day. Yeah. But I was saying that it could be good as far as like the washing, using water, you know, the water, the water benefits might be worth it alone. Dyson. I think Dyson should do it. Mitch, I think the electricity used to dry your full body might take down the power (laughs) grid. Also, it would blow your bits to the side. Yeah. All of them. I like that. I like that part of it. I want I want my bits flying around. <laughs> I want to see some action everywhere. Right. <laughs> Dyson the the body blade. They gonna make it. Yeah, I I still. Let me say this. I know there's we're a lot not of, as futurish as we I know should that, be. I agree. I we could be more futurish. I mean, we we are in some we are in the hellish sort of dystopian ways. I mean, we have yeah, that's mm. bad. Let's get the cool future stuff going. <laughs> we have driverless cars. Mowing down people. pedestrians, yeah. So we, we've got the we got that part covered, but yeah, we should start mm. getting sort of more of the fun stuff going. Um, but I'll say this about I, I, the 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 Dyson Airblade. No, there are some big fans of it. Mm-hmm. I feel 
Like, it's not the killer app in the hand dryer space that it promised itself to be. Like, it sort of put itself out there as, like, this is the the ultimate hand dryer. And I feel like when I use it, I'm kind of like, this isn't that much better than a regular hand dryer. It still has the same That's sort crazy. of issues. It's yeah. better, but it's not that much You better. haven't used a regular bad hand dryer in a long time. I have. I've used They the, don't I use even one, dry your hands. They don't do anything. Yeah, they make your hands warm. It takes a little <laughs> longer to do to use, but it still works. This it, is insane. But the, the Airblade is better, but it's not so much better yes, where I'm like, is. this is mind-blowing. The Airblade, you run it through like... Two or maybe three times, and your hands are dry. It's an incremental advance. It's not a revolution. I'm sorry. I disagree. It's like the difference between an elevator and just wishing you were on a different floor. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. Because I find that those hand dryers, maybe maybe my technique's wrong. Yeah. But... I find they don't do anything, but the but the Dyson one actually does dry your hands. The Dyson one dries your hands. Uh, this is insane. How to long me. are you like rubbing your hands together under that thing and then thinking that they're dry? I mean, it takes a while. It's not. Like it's not a fast process. Twelve minutes. <laughs> do you have to hit it more than once right. to turn on? Yeah, I put in an ep- episode of Jeopardy. Watch <laughs> half of it. <laughs> um, no, I like. I think you have to. You have to. Where shake. do you put in the episode of Jeopardy? <laughs> In my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping yeah. for. Uh, no, I, I think you have to fl- you have to sort of flick the the water off into the sink first off uh, of your hand. You uh, already dry. bad. This is already bad. You have to yeah. flick the water off, and then you're you, pre drying. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to pre dry a little bit, and then you uh, you hit the. Can button. you use a paper towel? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, a lot of vigorous sort of rubbing underneath. No, it seems I don't want to do that. Yeah, either. the onus should be on them. Yeah. You gotta rub your hand, your wet hands together. This sucks. Look, I'm not <laughs> defending the traditional hand dryer. I'm saying that the Dyson Airblade is not so much better than those have are stock useless. Stock in the old fucking hand dryers. <laughs> what what is this? Why why are you going after the Airblade? The Airblade is it's a good invention. It's I, a futurish invention. It's possible I have most of my 401k in <laughs> Cubison's old timey hand dryer company. <laughs> And Nick, I don't want to j- disagree with you just because it seems to be a fun thing we do on this podcast. Sure, but I have to—I do actually have to disagree with you regarding the hand dryer thing. I yeah. think that the Dyson does work a lot better than the other yeah. one. Agreed. Hmm. Uh, truly, I—I I do. I really think that the Airblade. Look, yes, it's not a hundred percent the like. It's not like you put your hands in and then you they, you take them out after five seconds and they're completely dry. Mm-hmm. You still got to do a back and forth a couple times. But it's better than almost anything else. I don't know where uh, the the air the airblade is is good. It's yeah. a good invention. Give them some credit for God's mm-hmm. sake. You know, uh, to our listeners out there, if you're a Dyson Airblade fan, uh, hashtag Dyson Fairblade. <laughs> and and wow. so, so they think it's fair. Yeah, is the fans yeah. okay? All right. And uh, if you you think it under delivers, uh, hashtag Dyson uh, Spare Blade. <laughs> Perfect. That's perfect. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> wow. P L A Y E D. Uh yeah. Uh fair blade. This already shows that you have your you have a side already. Right. It's a fair blade. What okay, okay, punch that up for me. Dyson Great blade. Yeah, great. Okay, yeah, Dyson yeah, great, great blade. blade. Dyson great. We didn't blade. have to have it rhyme. This is the you. You were the one who said it. And then Tito had Dyson bad blade. If you don't like it, <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Mitch, listeners. 
Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags, <laughs> and all those protesters out there... Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Mitch, I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator in chief, I'd call it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. You know it's like built for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. <laughs> Moon's real cool. When the moon, the moon is, is out, out, there's never a, a doubt. doubt. The, the moon, moon is, is cool. <laughs> And when the sun's up high, you can't deny it's gonna be hot, 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 hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in the summertime. And the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love, the th I love the smell too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. I Come on. <laughs> the moon is cool. Cool, cool, cool. The moon is cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour. Live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. 
And WISE, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach, wow, green grape, wow, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun is hot, hot, hot. hot. Oh boy, Mitch, Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up? Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? I've also gifted my mom an Aura Frame. That's right. Wow. This is the truth. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. Is this true? She got my sister one, and now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom a photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Doughboys. Uh, We've calmed ourselves down after this heated Dyson Airblade discussion where we've agreed to put it aside and get to this week's chain. Uh, so Coco's. I had to separate you two, by the way. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> I was crying. Um, Allison. Before e- even the argument. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, uh, Coco's was a place you used to go all the time as a kid. You were saying. Yes. Were know this there were two Coco's okay. near, uh, near where I grew up. So oftentimes we'd go to one. Occasionally we'd spice it up and go to the other. And we went... As a family, and then also sometimes my just my mom and my sister and I would go, and my mom would always order something to bring home to my dad. And I remember mm. there was like a whole timing of when to put in that order for my dad. And it was one of two things w- that she would get for him. One was a chili size, mm. which I'm still confused by the use of size. In the- Are you familiar with what this is? I know what it is, and actually it is it is a, a, a real treat. It's, it's like an open-faced chili burger, basically. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that on the menu. I looked this morning. And then... 
or or she would get a I think it was a mushroom Swiss burger. Okay. For my dad. Uh, and then also when I even before that, when I was younger, uh, once a week my dad would take me out. And they're still married. It sounds like a divorced dad thing, but this is actually a married thing. Like so that she could get some stuff done at home, he would take me out, and we would go to a toy store usually, and then we would get lunch. And uh, there was a couple of different places we went, but oftentimes that was Coco's as well. Right. And then turns out my husband used to go to Coco's. He's not from Southern California; he's from Arizona. But they used to go to Coco's all the time too. It's almost like Coco's is a much bigger part of my life than I'm aware. Yeah, right now. <laughs> right. But then I hadn't been to one in a million years mm-hmm. until this. My husband and I went to one, I don't know, like f- four years ago. Uh-huh. It might have been the one that we went to this morning. Oh, interesting. Because um, I remember we were both sort of disappointed and felt that it was sad, which is much like my reaction to how it was this morning. Yeah, I mean, and I have a similar history with Coco's that you do. There was one in, in my hometown of Lakewood. It used to be a Bob's Big Boy. And then they took the big big boy out of there, and then they changed it into a Coco's, uh, which was pretty lateral. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of on the same level as a Bob Bob's Big Boy, perhaps a little less fun. I actually um, recall it being a little more upscale. Sure, yeah. And I don't know if that's just my memory. Yeah, I I, I honestly like. I think it was. It's definitely like nicer than Denny's. That would mm-hmm. that was at least my memory of it. As it was, it was. as a kid. Yeah, it was at Ooh, one point. Okay. It was nicer. Yeah. It was nicer than Denny's. Interesting to find out. Um, and then that Coco's is closed and is now a Heritage Bakery, which is an up-and-coming local chain, as is my understanding. But yeah, the the it, that used to be a place I'd go to a lot, and it was a it was a big family breakfast place for me. Like we I we I had been for lunch before, but it had been a, a, a that was not nearly as frequent. I mean, it, I think breakfast and pies is what I, I always thought of Coco's as being. I, which is what I think it is, and yeah. yet for us it was always dinner. Or lunch. Sure. In my growing up, I thought it was sort of on par in terms of niceness with like a Marie Calendars. Yeah. But I don't know that it, it was. I think I or think it's, it's not anymore. I think it was there was a time when it was a lot closer to that than it was to a Denny's, and mm-hmm. now I feel like it's more like a Denny's. Yes. It's more like just sort of like a mainstream budget friendly diner. To Denny's if you... Wow. Was this your first Coco's trip, Mitch? This is my first Coco's trip. I gotta say that I have noticed Coco's around and I feel like there must have been one closer to the city at one point that it's now gone, right? Like within the city, within LA, somewhere, because um, we all we all had to kind of travel a little bit to to find one. Yeah, they're but, all kind of dotted around the the exterior of. There, of LA there must city have limits. been one that was closer that was around and then shut down. There's one sure. in Culver City. There was okay. one actually. There was one in Santa Monica fairly recently. Actually, right next to the just closed Caros, there yeah. was a, there was a Cocos and a Caros in the same uh, like shopping center. Yeah, and they're both shuttered. Wow. Um, also, by the way, this is this is like a little bit of indel because I've been keeping an eye on the construction of the. They closed down the Caros and they're remodeling it. I think it's going to be a Mimi's. So if you're wow, breaking shoes, breaking shoes. If you're <laughs> if you're uh, driving down Ocean Park Boulevard and you see a, a chain restaurant under construction, if it ends up being a Mimi's, Wiger called it. <laughs> wow, I can't wait for someone to Spot say that that, that yeah. is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just saying it has some architectural features that resemble a Mimi's. <laughs> oh Jesus! What brick? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> structure, <Yeah>. basic structure. <laughs> there might be a kitchen, it's like a stove. <laughs> um, I, I, I've noticed Coco's around, and they always, I like. It's the same thing with Norms. I've never been into a Norms, which is another. 
kind of diner out here. Yeah. And they're just like always these things that I noticed that I'm like, oh, that's funny. That like looks interesting. And I like, I kind of like the old look and charm of the, of, of a Coco's. But then last night, even the one I went to, like the sign was like faded and old. Sure. And I, we don't have to get into it right away because I know we're just generally talking about it. But like the interior was drab. It was, it was, it was bad. It was not looking good. It, 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 it needs, what part, it, do we say what part of town we went to? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was, I was in Highland Park. Okay. Which seems like I was, uh, you know, in my mind, and there, there were like actually like the, it, it was like four, like, like close to four stars on like the Yelp page or mm-hmm. whatever when I looked it up. And I was like, oh, this is like Highland Park is a hip part of town. Maybe this is like a thing that people, because look, here's what I have to say. I love diners. And like we were sure. saying, I have so many good memories of going to diners late night, getting breakfast late at night. Um, and I just thought it would be something like that. Like, I feel like that's not that hard of a thing to pull off to have decent breakfast food. But what I found out one of the, and I, and I agree with you, Nick, I think that every diner should serve breakfast. And I think it might, I think Coco's might do it, but they give you the menu menu when you go in there at night and they, and there's no option for breakfast, at least on the menu. I think most of their breakfast options stop at 11 Mm -hmm. a.m. And they close fairly early too. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're missing their true calling. They should be a Denny's. Yes, they should be. They should be a Denny's. Right. And 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 I feel like that's like, I think it's very possible. I think it would be it would be very possible to do that. But it just seems like this. It 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 feels like it's hard for me to even comment on something like this because it feels like a thing of yesteryear where you guys might have some good attachments to it, and and I am seeing maybe the end of it. Right. Well, but that's I feel like that's what I saw. Yeah. Today as well. Yeah. Right. I I think I I mean I agree because I you know that's that's always the test with something that you've been to you went to as a kid and then you're returning to later in life is how much of my attachment to it was nostalgia and how much uh-huh. of it was oh this was actually good and my kid brain actually perceived this correctly uh, yeah. and i i think this one is well i mean let's get into it Mitch let's t- t- talk about your experience cuz you you went for dinner last I night I went for correct? dinner last night I went with David Phillips who was a guy who who also who grew up in the Los Angeles area and right. he had fond memories of going and I said, "Come with me. I'll buy your dinner if you come to this terrible place." And he came, and he came with me. And he and he and when he walked in there, you know, there's like. By the, the way, that seems it seems like you were a little prejudiced going in. <laughs> if you're calling it a terrible place. I mean, I I I was nervous that it could be bad. Right. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna say though. Yeah. Unlike Caro's, which I was like, this place should die. Yes. It's bad. I kind of felt sad with Coco's for whatever reason. It made me feel sad because I. I felt some sort of warmth there as well. Sure. Whereas Caro's just felt like it was like it was it needed to be put down. Coco's is like not a hundred percent needs to be put down yet, but it feels like it's on its way out, and it and it, it feels and like it, they don't care anymore. Yeah. But they did at one point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you you can you can still feel that warmth is maybe mm-hmm. why I, I kind of cared for it. and and Phillips told me that he would have had good experience of coming after, you know, like after a Lakers game or when he was a kid after right. Disney or something like that. I think there was one down in Anaheim. But uh, th- th- just going in there, it just like it looked like, you know, in in, in like high school or like the, like like those like flore- like the fluorescent lights. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when you're sitting in a room, and you're like, ugh, the li-, like the it just like they start sucks. To buzz. They like are buzzing. Like it just had like that. That was like kind of the atmosphere in there. There were there were a couple tables. We went we got there about nine p.m. It closes at ten, mm-hmm. 
and there were there were like a like maybe like three or four other tables, which is more than I even I honestly thought we would maybe be the only people in there. But there were there were a few more people in there, and the and the the staff was nice, and and but the food was was definitely a different story. And I can <laughs> I can I can I can wait on that, but no, let's get into it. Okay, uh, I had so Phillips and I we ordered the the I forget the works platter. Which is like an appetizer platter, which we did at Caro's, and I and and the the our waiter actually recommended to do it because we were thinking about what to get, and he was like, "You should just do the the works platter." And we're like, All right, we'll get it, and it comes with southern style chicken strips, crispy onion straws, chicken and avocado rolls, and green chilies and cheddar quesadilla. So the green chili and cheddar quesadilla is the one we almost got as an appetizer, and yeah. that comes with barbecue sauce and and uh, spicy chipotle sauce. So. The onion strings were good, mm-hmm. and then the chicken strips. As soon as you bit into them, like you could just tell that they were just had been frozen forever. Right, like it, like in 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 like it makes sense just looking at that place. Like you're like, yeah, I'm sure that they have a bunch of old chicken strips frozen <laughs> yeah. in their freezer. They may be just eat, buying them from Cisco as is, like buying them from a wholesale supplier. They're not even something they make. You could taste you could taste the freezer. It, right. it like it, they they just were not tasting great. The chicken and avocado rolls were inedible. They mm-hmm. were so bad. Boy, that they were like what kind of bad? They, they like just biting into them. You're you're like this is gross. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to continue eating this. Like it tastes old and frozen and bad <laughs> and gross. <laughs> the onion straws were good. Yeah, they were good. They were the like maybe the only thing on there. And then the 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 green chili and cheddar quesadilla. It was like almost good. It was it was it was the second best thing. And it was it just was like a little bit like kind of like sloppy and like runny and and that was the issue is it was just kind of like wet. The cheese wasn't good. It sounds the, like the, the cheese. Well, yeah, there there were there were issues with it, but it was like a thing that was like, oh, this tastes better, right, than other things. But that was that 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 and that's how we started our meal. Yeah. Um. But so you can you can go, Nick, if you want, because yeah. And then we we each got some some main dishes after. So by, by the way, on that subject, on the appetizer sampler, sort of like that big like uh you know plate of just of all the different apps. Mm-hmm. Note that just just makes me think of a coworker of mine back when I worked in video games, and I won't name him because he's very shy. But he had a oh, diet. He had a diet that was like you know it was like a kid who'd been turned into an adult. Like the, he just like he, he <laughs> ate big, like Tom Hanks. A big diet. He had a big diet, and so like he would like we would go to like IHOP, and then his meal would be the appetizer sampler platter. Isn't it weird and big that they have sex though? Like she has yeah. sex with him. Yeah, it's weird. That's pretty crazy, right? It's pedophilia when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's a crime. Um, I mean, she didn't know. There should be a follow-up to Big where she gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's def- she's like, I'm telling you, he had turned into a man. I was like, yeah, right, lady. Uh, so... Uh, Allison and I and our and our good friend Jordan Morris uh, went to the uh, the the Cocos rather I was going to say Caro's the Cocos mm. uh, up in Before Van Nuys area. There. It's <laughs> Panorama City actually was the specific area, but up in Van Nuys, California, in the valley, and um, it's a uh, you know ample parking, which I like. I do. That's one thing I like about a diner. Sounds like South there. Park. <laughs> hey, you know. Also, Cartman was there, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, but the I, I I really 
I will say because we we sat down there, and one thing that I liked right away, and this was a, this was one of Jordan's observation, is they give you a I, Mitch. I don't know if you I know you're not a big coffee drinker, and probably not uh-huh. at night, but they give you a very tall mug of coffee with a big handle, mm-hmm. which it. is great. That's I really great. like that, and that's like that sort of set the table. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be a great diner experience. Got that big old mug of, mug of Joe, and mm. they were very quick to refresh it. Yeah, lots of refills on the coffee and the water, which was very nice. Um, but then, uh, yeah, actually getting into the food. Well, Allison, uh, what was your, tell us about your standard order at Coco's. Cause I, I know this was a thing that we, th- this was part of our, uh, our decision-making. And I think we both sort of landed on, we're going to try to get the standard order that we used to get when we were as there kid. as kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, um, usually get a salad with, they had a really good buttermilk ranch dressing. Okay. I believe that's what it was. It was ranch. I think it was buttermilk ranch. And then my mom always got. She ordered Roquefort, and I don't know if they actually called it that or she was that was just her fancy term for mm-hmm. blue cheese. Yeah. Um. So I wanted. So I got. So I got a salad, and I asked for both of those dressings on the side. So I always got a salad. Um. Oftentimes I would get their cream of broccoli soup, which I tried to order, but it wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And then sometimes I would. I went through a phase where I would order their French dip sandwich, or mm. sometimes I would get. I. I think it's the turkey. Uh, Swiss and avocado on a croissant mm-hmm. or croissant. I've been, I've been attacked for the way I say croissant. <laughs> By do you know Jensen Carp? He yes. have he does not like the way I, he feels like it's pretentious, and I oh, feel like boy. I don't want to be a pretentious. What do you person. say, croissant? I know I don't I don't Frenchify the end. I oh, just okay. say croissant. Mm, croissant. But he feels you like leave it should the, just you be, say you leave the R out. Basically. Yeah, he feels it should be croissant. Mm, mm. And it does sound right when I say it that way. Yeah. How do you guys say it? I say I mean these French people gave you bad cheese. You might as well say you might as well yeah. be like, yeah. I croissant. Say, I say croissant. Maybe uh, I'm just gonna switch. Yeah. It's time. No, you know what? You be your you be you. Yeah, don't maybe it's not working. Maybe it's not working for me. No, <laughs> don't, you're, you're, you're self-conscious. You're letting Jensen Carp tell you yeah. what you should and hey, shouldn't Jensen do. Jensen Carp, suck it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Think you guys might need to settle it with a battle rap. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a venue in which to do that? Uh, I don't know. I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm working on something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell You're a show. Working on I'm working on a show I might sell on that, on that concept I invented. So I ordered the um, the French dip and the salad. And first of all, the salad came on the same plate, which yes. I don't think is how it used to be. The salad yeah, that was a little weird. came on its own plate right. back in the day. Um, and the, the sides no, of yeah, dressing were tiny little plastic cups. I feel like in the old days it would have been a, a silver ladle yeah. yeah, kind of right. situation. Or the gravy boat. Why thing. don't they do They should give you a little... Hey, come on. We, mm-hmm. We're making too much waste as is. We'll yeah. wash those little things. Yeah. And instantly, I said... This looks more gelatinous than I remember the dressing. <laughs> oh, so no. the dress, I think they changed the dressing, or it's one of those things where I just remember it as different. But I remember it being pretty fresh and good tasting. And this had a, a um, it's been in a bottle or a vat right. kind of flavor. It wasn't terrible though, and the blue cheese was really, really strongly seasoned, like yeah. very salty and garlic powdery and whatever it is in there. I don't remember it being that strongly flavored but i mean it had a strong flavor but it just wasn't as good as i remembered at all um the sandwich when you dipped it into the oh just that's probably how jensen carp would (laughs) oh just would recommend pronouncing it um it was fine but then i took a bite of the the 
the meat just plain and I pretty much kind of wanted to spit it out but I didn't because I was around you guys but it was so it was dry and just not good yeah I, I had one I had one bite of your sandwich as, as did Jordan and I would say that just I, I was uh, unimpressed as charitable I mean like it the the, the bread was very doughy I feel mm-hmm. like the meat was just flavorless yeah it, it, it was a real bummer um I got so I got the I got an order that I would get as a kid, and this is something. I, this was just a diner favorite of mine: country fried steak and eggs. Uh, so the you get kind of two hamburger patty shaped uh, uh, fried the the chicken fried steak, and they're it was nice and crispy batter. Uh, the great the the well seasoned surprisingly, and then the gravy was thick and rich, and it had some sausage bits in it. The I, I, biting that chicken fried steak and dipping in that gravy, I was like, oh man, this is great. This is exactly what I remember. This is satisfying. And the scrambled eggs wow. as well, I thought were very they were nicely cooked um, and buttery. Very good diner eggs. But the rest I, w- I found pretty underwhelming. The country potatoes, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I asked our waiter. I would say. Our our server was was clearly Not overworked. The best. Yeah, she she had she clearly had a lot of tables to take care of, and yeah. but but I would say she was she was perhaps a little unenthusiastic, and that may reflect more on management than on this individual worker. I don't want it to to call her out, but name uh, her. I'm not going to name her. I'm not going to name try, her. I'm not going to get someone at the Van Nuys or, or Panorama City. <laughs> Coco's in trouble. That's not the mission of this podcast. Um, but you think the HR listens? <laughs> hey, you they know, might. We, it's bother- we we have the social media for some chain restaurants that interact with us sometimes. So I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Um, I, I thought she did a very nice job overall. She just clearly had. They, they probably were a little understaffed. That might have reflected on it. But she was pretty unenthusiastic about all the the potato options. And I can understand why because the country potatoes were very underseasoned, not really crispy at all. Like you expect some nice like crunch or crispiness to them. They were just sort of like chewy and yeah, and not satisfying. This seems to be a theme because. <laughs> My, our server at uh at the restaurant, uh, he he was not enthusiastic about like, yeah. many options that we were yeah. asking him about. Nick, you asked her which potatoes she would recommend, and she said they're both good. Yeah, <laughs> it was very, in that tone. It was very flat and detached, and you know, like she was she was uh, spewing the corporate line. Um, and also, you know, and again. Harkening back to Caro's, that was a similar thing we experienced with the mm-hmm. with the server there, where she said she, she didn't, was so ready for a new job. She flat out <laughs> said, "I don't know if you remember this." But she flat out said, "We asked her what the best things were on the menu, and she flat out said, oh, I don't eat here.' I, I don't eat here.' Yeah, <laughs> which was insane. Yes. Oh, that's like a. Do you think that she was just answering honestly, or do you think she was trying to tell you that nothing is good? I think she was. I think it was maybe a combo. It was a combo. Yeah, Yeah. low from column A, low from column B. Um, So continuing on on the menu. So I'd ordered a Coco's famous buttermilk biscuit, and here's why: it was my favorite thing uh, that I used to get there, and great with a gravy. And then also, this is the menu description verbatim. I copied: made from scratch using sustainably farmed flour. Our biscuits are flaky, golden, and fresh baked. They're really making a big point out of these these biscuits. They don't have biscuits at this one. So I, I, I asked for their famous coffee cake. I said, can I get the coffee cake? Because that's another thing. They, they uh-huh. really call out on the menu. This is our signature thing. They don't have the coffee cake at the Van Nuys Cocos. Uh, what's going on with these franchises? How do they not? How are they not <laughs> carrying the, the companies? Sense they were just out of it that day, or like, oh, we don't have that here. I d- I got the sense that they were maybe out of the biscuits, and they flat out don't have the coffee cake. Like they like when I asked which breakfast breads they had, and they have a bunch that they're trying to. They're supposed to be selling their bakery. All they offered me was toast and pancakes. So wow, yeah. So I mean, I I don't. I feel like consistency is such a big part of these chains. If this is going to be a signature uh-huh. item there, like you got to make sure you, you carry it. You got to, you got to get your franchises in order to make sure that they're all, they're all towing the company line here. Um, so I settled for rye toast, which was 
as fine as toast can be. It was not exciting Ooh, at as all. As fine as toast can be. <laughs> I, it was I, as mediocre as I toast can be. I didn't taste it, that? but I saw it being delivered onto the table and it actually looked kind of unappealing. And I'm yeah. not sure why. It was, well, it was a little under toasted. Or under toasted. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, I mean, I, it may it may have had the, the appearance of being in the toaster too long, but when I actually bit into it, it was like a little soft and chewy, and then it was, you know, whatever. It was just kind of lazily bluttered. You can't get toast right? Mm-hmm. At this, this place, by the way, is it's supposed to be a bakery restaurant. Yes. And there's a little cupcake. What is that? A little cupcake? Uh, it, it, it says Coco's, and there's a little cupcake. Yeah. Right? Isn't there like a little cupcake? As part on, of their on, logo? On the logo, yes, yes. Take a look at the co- look at the cocos. There's a little I think I've ever, oh, like a little paid mu- attention. A little muffin rather. I, a little, I a just, little muffin. Mm, oh yes, yes, yeah. In the middle, in between bakery and restaurant, there's a little muffin there. There's a little muffin. Makes me yeah. think that there's like oh they're cooking bread at the, and like when 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 Phillips and I got there, it was like oh I, like we're gonna get like so, so like a basket of fresh bread or something, mm. you know? And there was nothing like that. You don't get any. There's there's there is no there is no indication that this place is making fresh bread. Or is a bakery restaurant in any single way, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's that There's that logo, Allison. The first time I typed gotcha. this in, Mitch, I, ex- I tried to type Coco's logo real quick, and I actually typed in uh, Croc's logo. <laughs> and then you looked at it for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pull up your homepage. <laughs> uh, I was going to get the top sirloin and wedge salad uh-huh. for dinner. That was what I saw on the menu that I originally was like, oh, I'm going to get. It was like the steak that's on this piece of bread like cheese, garlic cheese bread, and then there's a wedge salad with it. And I asked our server, I was like, what do you think about, and I probably don't know, if I don't know if I should have taken this guy's advice, as it turns out, but I was like, what do you think of that thing? And he's like, no. And I was like, what do you mean no? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't like the wedge. And I was like, the wedge? He was like, he had an issue with the wedge. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the wedge. I was like, how was like the other thing, like the the meat? And he was like, it's okay. And I was like, well, how Man. about the prime rib Philly sandwich? And then he was like, oh, that's bom-. he said it was bomb is, okay. is how he described it. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to get the prime rib Philly sandwich, though. I don't feel good about this sandwich. I'm going to get it. Uh, I got that and I got it with French fries. Was it bomb? It came out. David Phillips ordered a cheeseburger mm-hmm. um, and he was like, I'm going to go safe. I'm either going to do tuna melt or a cheeseburger. He got a cheeseburger with sweet potato fries. My prime rib Philly sandwich came out, and I took a bite of it, and it was like inedible. It was oh like another, it was another Carol's situation where I was what like, bummer. I can't eat this. Philip took a bite. Of, like It was like not as – it honestly wasn't as bad. Like the Carol's one I couldn't even touch. Yeah. I, took, I took a few bites of this, but it was like it was not and, – and Philip thought it was the quality of the meat. It just was not – it was not good. The fries were decent. They tasted like Burger King fries, which are not the best fries, yeah. but they were like okay, and they were edible enough that I was eating them. But the the the, the prime rib Philly sandwich was just was bad. It was just bad, mm. and I don't know if it was the quality of the meat. It kind of tasted like kind of like mushroom. It just tasted like grimy and gross. It was bad. Now here's the crazy thing: Phillips's burger was good, hmm. and he gave me half of it, and it was actually good. And wow, I was okay. like. Oh, maybe this is just like such like kind of like a like a classic dinery thing that they could they just got this one down or something. Right. But the his his cheeseburger was it was good. It yeah. was it was it was it was decent. Not great. Not a great cheeseburger, but like lower end of like decent. 
So like it was like a passable diner cheese, like a passable diner cheeseburger. Did it happen to have a little wooden paddle stuck in it saying if it was like rare or medium rare? Because I'm all of a sudden remembering they used to do that. There was a wooden paddle, but I don't think it had any temperature. Uh, like I, did, okay. I don't think I didn't think yeah. it indica- indicated the temperature, but. It was like it was a meal saver in many mm. ways, and it and 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, like it wasn't a great, uh huh, but it was decent. You know, it'd be fun if uh, those little paddles, like if you were doing like another Stuart Little movie, mm. if you got a couple of those paddles uh, uh-huh. from burgers, and then he was using them to like row a little boat. <laughs> Send that to someone. <laughs> Hold on a second. If they were doing another Stuart Little movie, yeah. Is the setup for all of this? Yeah, like if they had a, he went and he had another event, they reboot the franchise. <laughs> Could be I fun. I don't know if it would be worth it to reboot the franchise for this one bit. I don't think that one moment is necessarily worth it. But I got I'm just news saying, for you. Well, go on. What? You're I have saying, some pitches if they make another Stuart Little movie. I got news for you. Yeah. Get on the Paddington train, baby. Oh, oh boy. Paddington's good. How what? big is Paddington? Could he That's use his paddles to canoe? He, he's no, he's, he's far too big. too big for these things. Yeah. He regular stuffed bear size, mm-hmm. yeah, or bigger even. What's that? He he's, he's oh something crashed outside. Did you hear that? Do you want to go check? No. Okay. <laughs> um, no, he's 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 like a little bear. He's like a little bear. Uh, and you know what? In the movie, he is a bear. He is a bear cub. Mm. Uh, he's like he's 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 yeah. Because I guess that's what Paddington is, yeah. is anyway. Yeah, but he, no, that's not. What I I'm talking like a little tiny creature. I get his smaller. I objects know that for Stuart Little is smaller than Paddington. Okay, I'm I just do, saying if they make another Stuart Little, I'm he saying get on, on the, the. I was saying get on the Paddington train because it's okay. Fine, Stuart Little's dead. You hear me? Oh, hold on, he's gone. <laughs> I don't know if he's dead. He's done for. Canonically, Maybe. yeah. Well, how long does a mouse live? All right, the lifespan <laughs> of a rodent means that the original Stuart Little probably died. Yes, but it, yeah, it can you, you know how many generations of Stuart Little has died since right. the movie. Well, let's see what his great grandson is up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, more than that is like great 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 grandson, <laughs> and he's probably caught in a trap somewhere. Anyways, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Watch Paddington. It's good. It's yeah. a good movie. So anyways, yeah, that prime rib Philly sandwich, it's thinly shaved prime rib with sautéed peppers, onions, melted Swiss cheese on grilled sourdough bread. Just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Did it have much flavor? It just was. No, not really. It just was so bad. It was so bad. Like, you would would have taken a bite of it and been like, this is Mm -hmm. like, I can't have. I can't have. Like, that is how I felt. And I took a couple more bites because I was like, maybe it's better than, like, maybe I need to get into it a little bit. And then that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. So uh, like uh, we ate of the of the two halves of it, we ate like like a quarter of the one half. Yeah. So, um, the cheeseburger was good, and then we did, and I got a diet Pepsi just, just to let people know, and then also we did get dessert, mm-hmm. which maybe. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about? Did you guys get dessert? We didn't. Well, actually, you know what? I actually got us a little dessert to go, mm-hmm. and it's. I'll, I'll leave it to you guys if you if anyone wants to have a bite of this. Um, but I got us a. Uh, a, a little uh, chocolate raspberry cake. Um, so I think it's it was chocolate harvest. Yeah, let me. I have the exact harvest name cake, here. Right? I think you're. I think that sounds right. It's a uh, 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 raspberry chocolate harvest. You are correct. Um, so uh, the uh, and this was uh, they they have they have like a crazy raspberry promotion going mm. on right now. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. So the, the raspberry promotion is weird. Yeah. So Allison, if you like, no pressure. Uh, there's a fork for you. I'm going to grab a fork here. Mitch, feel free to grab a bite. There's another fork here for you. 
can pass this over. So this now, kind of has right. like a, a little bit of a, it just has like a little bit of a raspberry topping. Can I say something before you guys bite? And yes. some of the chocolate cream filling. So, yes. so DP and I, we mm. got ourselves, we got uh, a chocolate cream pie and a dark chocolate chip cheese. And we liked the pies. Yeah. We thought the pies were good. I don't know how this one is. It might be bad. Well, I just took a bite of it. I like this pie. It's not bad. The pies were it's pretty good. The pies pretty were good. The pies were good. Yeah. And, and and we were like, huh, the pie is decent. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, the And and the cheeseburger was half good. And the, it, honestly, it, it saved it from a caro situation for me. Yeah. I, I will say, I mean, that, that, that's got like a nice, you know, the chocolate cream flavor is 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 good and, and not too rich. And like that little bit of raspberry is a nice touch. It's kind of like a mousse. Like it is like a light. mousse. Yes. Yeah, it is, it is very, it is lighter than you would think. And uh, the whip topping on uh, is nice, nice crust. It's a good pie. They've got a very solid pie there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I Not mean. Not the best pie, but. Hey, you know what? It's passable. It's, you could sit very down passable. there with a cup of coffee and a slice of pie and probably be satisfied if that's what you're craving. Um, mm. Their advertising should trip. be like, Coco's, don't eat our meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Entrees are for suckers. <laughs> Pies only. They used to have cookies as well. Yeah, they had a lot. They had like a big bakery selection, and yeah, I don't. Baker, it's kind of been reduced. The bakery, the bakery factor is the bakery factor. Besides this, is mm-hmm. it's just gone. Yeah. Um. Besides the pies. Um. A very sad thing when we were there, like. Phillips and I were like, oh, we should look at like uh like the pie and because Phillips was like, there's like this little website on the bottom of the menu that says like pieinthisguy.com or something. Wait, we the t- na- our segment pieinthisguy.com? I mean, claim the URL. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't know what the hold on, I gotta figure out what the exact one was. But here's the thing. This is the sad side of it. We we put it in to like see more about it's like for more about the pies, go here. Um and the website was defunct. It was it was dead. It didn't it didn't even uh, it didn't even load. Boy, it just was completely dead. Link. Mm. Um, well, that's a bummer. Well, you know what? Let's get to our final thoughts on Coco's. Uh, so, Allison, this is how this will work. We'll all go around. Uh, you can kind of give your closing argument, your summation of thoughts on this chain based on a lifetime of experiences there, and then end by giving it a rating on the order of zero to five forks. Uh, we will start with you. Coco's was a huge part of my childhood. I always enjoyed going there. I have really fond memories. Um, and it was disappointing in a number of ways yeah. today, although I'm not ready to say goodbye entirely mm. to Coco's. Um, I do think a little bit it was sort of a depressing part of... Maybe they only exist in depressing parts of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But like just the general vibe of the whole block wasn't uh, maybe that no no i think it was coco's itself that yeah. it just felt it just felt like oh the sun has kind of set on this place maybe if you take um, coco's off that block that block flourishes <laughs> right well i did pass explicit vapes mm. and i don't know what goes on there i it's like an adult store and also vaping or they just it just said x vapes and then if you look closely it said explicit next to x (laughs) so i don't know um i want to give it two fork Mm -hmm. two tines or two forks forks i want to give it two forks although you can add tines if you like you want to do like a half or a quarter fork you could do one and three quarters 
fork. So if you, if you wanted to. In my gut, I'm going to give it two, but I think an argument could be made that it deserves a couple times less than that. But it's okay. still two to me because if I had wanted to continue eating my meal, I could have powered through a little more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just sort of like, this in general is not that good. And also, the menu has the calories too. So yeah. it's like, this is super unhealthy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm still, I'm still, t- I'm still willing to say that maybe if I had ordered differently, it could have been okay. But nothing that happened would suggest that's the case. I'm sorry, Coco's. You get one and three quarters forks. Wow, one fork three times from Allison Rosen. Yeah. Mike Mitchell, go ahead. <sighs> Look, Coco's. I want to like it because I, I like. I like old diners. I like the look of it. It's a sad thing to me. Yeah. That a lot of old diners are kind of dying out. It seems like a dying breed. Uh, my mom has always complained about this. Like, in Quincy, like, she's like, there's no more like diners like there used to be. Or, and, and she's right in a lot of ways. Coco's, though, look, Coco the gorilla that Eva Anderson <laughs> doesn't believe can actually communicate. She makes a convincing case. That's fun. Coco Beware, the wrestler. That's fun. Yeah. My mom's nickname is Coco. That's great. I like this her because her name is Kareen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I like the name Coco. I, I want Pixar's Co- Coco. Pixar's Coco. There's a Hot lot. Coco. Hot mm-hmm. Coco. There's a lot of stuff. Coco is a nice word. It's a good name. Yes. It's it works. And I want to root for it. But this is just something that we see. And it and this one makes did make me more sad. Like for for uh, what's it called? The other place that was terrible. Caros. Caros. We want to put it out of its misery. This one I, I did feel worse for, but like the menu is a mess. Phillips made a great observation of if you look at a menu and the food on the menu isn't appetizing in the menu, <laughs> that's like terrible. Yeah. That's a bad, bad sign. And I think that Coco's needs to do a couple things. I need, I think one, they need to serve breakfast all day. Two, they need to simplify some stuff down on that menu and mm-hmm. just figure out what the hell they're doing and just do some diner classics. That's it. Do like 12 things total yeah. and do diner classics. Yeah. And keep that place open till three in the morning and 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 just concentrate on making good diner food. I don't even know why I'm trying to help save it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's ever going to. And But I get it because I, I have I'm a guy who is I am a huge nostalgia man and I, I care about everything in Quincy that is closing and I want like something from my childhood that I love. I want it to be good. You you could equate this to star Wars in some way or something. (laughs) Um, But, but I, I I feel for you guys. I get that. This was like a special important place and that it makes me feel sad, but they gotta, they gotta make some changes if, if, if they want to survive. I feel like the door is about to be closed and, and, and it's, and it's on them to see if they can open it back up again, but there's a lot of work to do. The inside is just kind of like dreary and not great. There's there's so much stuff. I and I, I feel like this might just be a thing where there's a generation of older people that once those people have passed on, or uh, then this place maybe just will will go away. Are as we well. those people? We we <laughs> might we might be those people, right? Probably. Um, hand holding club for me. One fork in one and three quarters fork. Wow, one fork three, three times. One as fork well. three times. Uh. A lot of fond memories of Coco's. Used to go as a kid. I mentioned this earlier. The detail I forgot to mention. After Long Beach Poly High football games, Friday Night Lights, for some reason, that Coco's was a place a lot of kids went to. Mm-hmm. So I remember I remember some Coco's gatherings there. Were you sitting at a table separate from all the kids? <laughs> Hold on. 
I, I was part of a social circle in high school. Um, Jordan Morris, our friend, got the everyday breakfast combo, which is seven ninety nine Monday through Friday until eleven a.m. Pretty good value in this day and age for chain restaurant fare, and mm. he thought it was nothing special but fine, uh, kind of standard fare. One thing I will say. He asked for because they had ta- they have Tabasco on the table, mm. and he asked our server for a different hot sauce, and was met was like you know do you have like a Cholula or a Tapatio because Tabasco's whatever it's fine, um, and was met with a very curt we have Tabasco, which I, I'm just also like why not carry some more hot sauces you know people like them mm. you know what's weird Jordan does I, I asked him his thoughts about Tabasco he doesn't like it because it looks like cum. Yeah, that is confusing we, to me. Yeah, we uh, Jeez, we, we Jordan kind of ran past that at the meal. <laughs> Jordan, get to a fucking doctor, my man. That is bad. He so, puts them on a plate to demonstrate, and we were like, not at all convinced. I'm there's I have so many questions. Unless he just was really straight faced making a joke. No, I, I think, think he was. He really. I think he means like from like I think he means from like the viscosity, yeah, the viscosity, yeah. like globule. Oh, it that, is Jesus. It's it's kind of yeah. I, I don't. I the don't color to me is it's the one of the main facets. It's so, so distinctly mm. red. It's hard yeah. to think of it. They are both spicy. Does, <laughs> <laughs> right. Does Jordan have dog eyes? Is that the issue? <laughs> She's the world in black and white. <laughs> it actually made me wonder, and I'm just going to dig into this for a second. It mm-hmm. made me wonder: is there some new like? cream-based Tabasco on the table that I'm unaware of. Well, I think maybe the jalapeno <laughs> version is like a little bit closer to yeah, a, a white jalapeno. color, but it's still green. Yeah, it's green. It's not, I would not, I would not describe it as such. Uh, anyway, that was his, <laughs> that was a strange observation of his, but his overall assessment, because I delegated one of my five forks to Jordan as he joined mm-hmm. us at this meal, um, and he gave it a total of two tines on one fork. So two, tine, two tines is, is our floor here. We're starting from two tines. What do I want to add to that? Well, I found my meal just underwhelming, and I found the service that could have been, you know, charming and and even though it was it was good at doing the job of like making sure we were getting our food and getting things refilled, I felt like it was relatively inattentive and relatively uh, uh, like that we that it was somebody who didn't really present any sort of hospitality towards us, which is fine. I understand, you know, who knows what someone's going through in their day, who knows why that might be reflected in this individual shift, but uh, it, it wasn't a particularly comforting sort of diner experience. One weird thing I noticed, Allison, I'm not sure if this is this is a thing you, you caught because it was over your shoulder, but there was an old man behind you, and he was eating his meal with just a knife. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was kind of a badass move. Oh, it sounds like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, by the way, maybe Jordan buys his Tabasco some, from some freak. <laughs> <laughs> Gets it from a guy in an unmarked van. <laughs> Tabasco is written on this in pencil. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I found the I found the food and service both underwhelming. You know, mm-hmm. the the ch- country fried steak itself was nice, but the rest of the meal was was just just did not deliver. And yeah, the fact that they were just out of their some of their signature items was a bummer. So I will I will add an additional fork and a half to this. However, Ooh. that pie was pretty good. The pie's good. I'm gonna say that gets it an extra tine in and of itself. Two forks, wow. one tine. Wow, highest rating. Yeah. Well, I mean we're ballpark buds here. Uh, yeah. but but none of us are none of us had a particularly 
uh, fun experience. I mean, this, the, 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 at this the, Coco's rather. I keep saying Caro's instead of Mitch. We keep making this mistake, and there's a reason. There's for it. a reason for it, and uh, and also I gotta say that the the pie in the the pie really saved the whole thing. And then, yeah, and then and then the his burger was Phillips's burger was decent. Right. So there were there were a couple of meal savers, but where if if, if Phillips had gotten something bad. It would have been all on the pie. Probably would have been a lower score. Maybe mm-hmm. it would have been one or one and a quarter or something. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, not not great. My my service seemed to be a little bit better. I feel like my guy didn't. He get he led me in the wrong way, but he seemed like a much nicer. Guy. He was not. He was a younger kid. Right. He brought me ranch for. He he just brought ranch for the appetite. He was like, you guys want ranch? And he brought over some ranch. He was very nice. What was it delivered in? It was delivered in a little plastic mm. black cup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yep. Uh, hey, Mitch, I thought of another cocoa. Team Coco. Hey, Coco himself. Coco's a good word. (laughs) All right. That was our review of Coco's. It's time for a new segment. I've got some chain restaurant trivia, and Mitch and Allison must guess what's food fact and what's food fiction. This is fake chews. And Mitch, this week's topic on the first I thought there was going to be a song. No, I don't have a song. Uh... This is the f- first time we're doing this. This is a first time segment. <gasps> Inaugural segment. Mm-hmm. And this week's topic for this first one, this first edition, mm-hmm. minor McDonald's land characters. Okay. Now, look, we all know Ronald, Grimace, the Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese. I mean, we can recite these like we can recite the members of our immediate family. That's right. But these aren't these guys. These are just some real McDonald land deep cuts. All right. This is like the Star Wars Expanded Universe's equivalent of Beldorian the Hut Jedi or... <laughs> Who has Equish, the horse X-Wing pilot? <laughs> so we're going to see if you guys can ID these. So here's what we'll do. I'll name an obscure McDonald Land character, and you each are going to tell me if you think this one is real or fake shoes. Okay. First up, Sunday the dog. Ronald's talking dog who has a feud with a Hamburglar and loves outer space. I, go ahead. You, you can go I ahead. think he's real. Allison says real. I also want to say real. You are both correct. Sunday the dog is very real. It's 1-1. One, one. Next up. Does the winner get the rest of this pie? Uh, yeah, the winner gets the balance <laughs> of that pie. And um, this empty bottle on your table. That's not empty. It's full. Okay. And it's from Song's family. Oh, okay. Never mind. They get your router. Oh. <laughs> First of all, that's a nest. Uh, it's it's a fire smoke detector. Okay, it's sitting on the table because I've never installed the thing on the ceiling. <laughs> and you know what? It's for my baby cat. So if mm. there's ever a fire, I can come home and save them. All right, fine. Your smoke detector's safe. So it would send you an alert. It would send me. A, yeah, it sends you an alert That's on the nice. phone. Yeah. Here we'll say they get the pie. Then That's fine. They just get the pie. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> Shepherd Browns. An absent-minded shepherd who neglects his flock in pursuit of McDonald's hash browns. I am going to say, Allison, you want to go first? This is my problem with these things because mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to now think in what way are you trying to outsmart us? Like, would you do a true and then a false, or would you do? Anyway, right. I think he's real. Okay, I also think he's real. He is not real, Shepherd. Mm. Oh no, it's <laughs> a fabrication. Next up, Uncle O'Grimacy, an Irish green grimace who appears to evangelize for the seasonal shamrock shake. I think he's fake. I'm going to say real. Mitch, he is real. Wow. And he is, he looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see a picture of this guy. Let me turn this around. 
I'm going to be shocked if he looks like me, really. Hey, he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do a couple more. Uh, 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 the score is Allison has one, Mitch mm-hmm. has two. Uh, next up, Cosmic, a space alien who talks like a surfer dude and trades flowers for McDonald's food. I think he's fake. I also think he's fake. Cosmic is real. What? Wow. What? That is insane. Cosmic. Wow. It also, it also, it also it just sounds like a very Irish slur. Yeah, that's slur. what I was thinking. Yeah. Cosmic. That's why I thought it was fake. <laughs> wow. I mean, maybe it is. Wow. I mean, they got, they're not being very sensitive with Uncle O grimacy. <laughs> All right. Couple more. Score, is, score remains one, two. The talking trash cans, anthropomorphic mm. garbage bins that love to eat trash that children put inside them. This feels real. It feels educational and real. I'm going to say false, fake. Allison, you are correct. The talking trash cans were real. They existed in a McDonald's campaign that was trying to tell kill kids not to litter in the early 80s. Mm. One more, guys. Littering school. Tiebreaker. This is the tiebreaker. This one will settle it. CCH Pounder. Officer Big Mac's boss, she's a no-nonsense police chief with the head of a quarter pounder. Oh, I'm going to say real because I want her to be real. Nick, I'm going to wrap up this game right now. Fake CCH Pounder went to Ithaca College oh. and was on The Shield. <laughs> a very accomplished actress, best known for The Shield. Mitch, you have won the pie. Congratulations. Oh, you also get to keep great. your smoke detector and... <laughs> The wine that you song's parents. Are you gonna God when we you. play this game in the future? Are you gonna put more of my personal items up to win? Yeah, we're gonna try to clean up this place. <laughs> 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 Why don't you start with the fucking Captain Phasma pop Star Wars thing? No, that belongs there. <laughs> hey, uh, that was uh, that was fake choose. Hey, that was fun. Oh, good. I we'll try it again. That. Hey, just like a restaurant value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. Today's email comes to us from Will Oxford. Will writes. What are your thoughts on adding extra salt, pepper, or other seasoning when you're out to eat? I try to only add salt when absolutely necessary and almost never do it because I don't want to insult the chef. What do you guys find yourself mm. doing when you're eating under-seasoned food? Allison, you have any strong opinions on salt and pepper I on the table? I never added... I'm into it. Yeah. However, I never added salt and pepper to my food until I don't know how old I was. Like maybe... 11 or 12 and my sister's friend was over my younger sister she had a friend over and her friend put salt and pepper on her food and I was like I've never done that before it's just weird these things that you like just do what your family does even though we always had salt and pepper on the table Um, so then I would season my food sometimes and now it's just like if needed but not it's not automatic yeah I, I will say I mean any thoughts on this Mitch go ahead I, I rarely salt and pepper my food. I'll salt French fries, mm-hmm. I feel like, if if, uh, if they need some salt. But I don't do it. And I remember when I was younger, I would sometimes put some bla- the, the black pepper on my, or, you know, just the pepper shaker. I would put some on my pizza. Yeah. Uh, but I, I rarely put it on. And, you know, so often now they, they come around with crushed pepper and stuff. And I always off- tell them to hit the road. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I do. I, 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 and if they offer that for my salad, I'll say yes, but I'll never put it on my, I, I very rarely use the salt and pepper shakers I, and maybe I'm strange. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't use them too, too much. Um, I'm something of a salt psycho and a pepper freak. I mean, I'll just, I'll just load a that stuff on there. psycho yeah. and a pepper freak. <laughs> I go nuts with those. <laughs> Anytime that's available, especially on something like a salad, I'll put a lot of pepper and a lot of salt on Have there. Have you referred to yourself this way before? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, the context of my fandom for the Angelina Jolie movie, Salt. 
<laughs> said it was a real salt psycho. Well, salt, I, I try to not to add salt in general because it's just, yeah. just not great. It's not great to add salt. Nutritionally, right? it's not It's not ideal. Although I've read some conflicting... I've read that if you don't have existing hypertension, then additional salt actually doesn't necessarily do anything bad for you. It's okay. just It just can exacerbate an existing condition, but it can't actually cause any health issues. But it's probably, like all things, it's probably best to do use in moderation. You said I said... Salt on French fries, which I think yeah. is like, I mean, how often are you ordering? I try not to eat right. bad. I got some last night. Didn't add any salt. But like if you get a thing of French fries with a table, sometimes you add salt to it. It's more already so, unhealthy. Kind of might, might as well. Yeah. And then more so, though, I'm with you with a salad. Maybe it's the most I'll ever like put use pepper and put yeah. pepper on there. I love pepper. I mean, pepper is a great, great spice and it doesn't it's not doing anything negative for you calorically. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, do, do what you have to do. If there's that so that uh, pepper. Uh, the guy bringing the fresh ground pepper to the table. I mean, I'm in hog heaven. You that, know guy, that guy says, this, say when. I'm just going to, I'm not going to say it. Keep going. One time I ate a packet of miso soup plain, uh-huh. uh, which is hard to get down, first of all. <laughs> but I woke up the next day and my whole face was swollen. Wow. It was so much sodium. That's yeah. Right. crazy. Yeah, and then I cut out. What's weird is I really overdid it. Like I could have just, maybe this is a hint to not eat miso soup plain but instead i really like cut out sodium across the board mm. right so then for a long time i i, I never use salt at all hmm. because of that yeah I, I recommend do it if you want to wait if you want to see what you look like with a different face eat, <laughs> <laughs> eat a packet of plain miso soup <laughs> yeah salt pep more pepper hey bring the pepper over yeah crushed pepper mm-hmm. dr pepper anything you want to bring <laughs> um it would you're 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 side point you had there will about worried about insulting the chef i would say if salt and pepper are on your table mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about insulting the chef that's the kind of restaurant where it's okay to do that if you go to the fine dining place you'll find a lot of times those aren't present and yeah. if it's not present then i'd say that that's that's a place where the chef is maybe a little bit more concerned about you uh eating it as it's presented and 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 is more likely to have seasoned it out i'm a pepper man more than a salt man yeah but but also i don't know i'm never in a situation where i gotta add it too much yeah you know besides the salad like you said and even then sometimes i don't add it so well let us know uh, what your seasoning is are you a, a hashtag salt psycho a hashtag pepper freak or a hashtag plain jane or a hashtag plain joe let us know <laughs> could have there just been one for the planes uh i wanted to make it inclusive <laughs> all right fine if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And hey, to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Allison Rosen, the book is Tropical Attire Encouraged and Other Phrases That Scare Me. It's everywhere, April 10th. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank but, you for having me. This was really fun. But yeah, next time you come back, we, we got to get you to a better restaurant. <laughs> Deal. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug besides the book? Uh, my podcast, Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, comes out twice a week. Monday is an interview. Thursday is a panel show. And I've been get, on there before. That's right. Yes, you have. Yes, I have. That was a really fun episode. It was. I liked it a lot. Um, well, you guys both have to come back. We'd love to. And, and you gave... you well. Sorry, not to cut you off and continue on after this, but you gave... You also gave some. You we ate, we tasted some cool candies. Yeah, we on that did episode. snack chat, which I haven't mm. done in a while. Um, but I sometimes do a snack chat segment where mm. people send in stuff, and someone had sent in some candy from Germany. Yeah, and it was it was very good. good. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, you can get that everywhere. You can get podcasts, but a quick place to go, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen and go to AllisonRosen.com, just one L and Allison, uh, A-L-I-S-O-N, Rosen.com for everything, including the book. 
Well, there you go. Mitch, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. All right. Our first on the HeadGum Network. All right. Nick, cheers to you, my boy. Cheers to you, my boy. Uh, hooray. <laughs> We're happy now. <laughs> Until next time, for your Mitchie Two Spoons, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. Hey, guys, you want more Doughboys? To get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden Plate Club. Sign up at patreon.com slash doughboys. That was a HeadGum Podcast.